have your Bibles or something with your Bible on it, let's go to Matthew chapter 11 this morning. Matthew chapter 11, and uh, if you have the YouVersion Bible app, as always, you can follow along with the points and with the scriptures as we go today. Well, we made it. It is day 21 of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and if you've been on this journey with us, we made it to day 21. So uh, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? I, uh, I always love to be able to share good news with you, but today I've, I've got some bad news that I have to share. Um, when we started the fast three weeks ago, one of the things I said that we needed to add to our prayer list is what's on the prayer list. I said, we need to pray that by the time this fast is over, Dunkin' Donuts will open. And I got bad news for y'all. They're still not open. So I think that means we need to, we need to go into another 21 days. Some of y'all want to respond like this meme right here. I thought y'all would like that. I thought you'd like that. When I saw that this week, I was like, okay, I got to save that and share that. But, uh, but anyway, somebody uh, that would go nameless, Tim Werdock up here, he texted, he texted the council this week and he said, hey guys, it's Sunday. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. So when you when you equivalent the uh, end of the fast with the resurrection, I, I think we're ready. We're ready to resurrect somebody, right? Well, I just want to say to, to you guys, I just want to say to you, uh, those of you who've been on this fast with us, it, it's been a tremendous three weeks, and uh, so many of you, I've heard so many already great stories and testimonies about what God has been doing and is doing in your life during this fast, and uh, I just want to
How many of you know that's true? Just give me a nod. That apart from Jesus, we're pretty worthless, right? We can do nothing. So Jesus says, listen, I, I want you to do this. It's a command I have. In the second week, we learned that abide in me is a prayer that we can pray. Not only that Jesus says, abide in me and I'll abide in you, but we can flip that around. And I hope you've been praying that over the last 21 days, saying, Lord, I want you to abide in me. Abide in my life. Abide in my home. Abide on my job. Abide in my marriage, in my family. God, abide in me. And we dug a little bit deeper into John 15, and we looked at what Jesus said when he said, when we do abide in him, we will produce much fruit. We had an illustration that morning where we had a table, we had a, a big bowl of grapes, and we talked about how those grapes represent how when we are connected to Jesus, we are fruitful in our walk. But when we're disconnected, Jesus says, it's like a broken branch that falls off of a tree, it's disconnected, it dries up, and it's only good for the fire. And so we asked a question that morning, we said, listen, when we look at our lives, are you a faithful follower, or are you a broken branch? And then last week, we talked about that this idea of abide in me, we looked at the Old Testament version of this in Psalm 91, where the psalmist said that he who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And we learned that in the Old Testament, we're called to abide in him. And we said that that call is to dwell in Jesus, that abiding in Jesus isn't a spot to visit like vacation. We just show up from time to time and check in with Jesus, that it's not a spot to visit, but it's a place to dwell. And last week we used the illustration of that box that's out in the foyer that we're calling the Abide in Me box, and, and the scriptures that in, are inside of it, the, the scripture from John 15 and from Psalm 91 that are that are written on the inside of that box. And we said that when we abide in him, it's like getting inside of that box and being secure and dwelling in him. And that when we're inside him and when we're abiding in him, that we will have confidence to know that we're strong in our walk and in our relationship with Jesus. And so we come to the last week of this series today. And we get to this verse in Matthew 11, and it's... Um, it's really feels and sounds very similar to what we've been talking about in John 15. Because Jesus goes on in Matthew 11 and he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Does that describe anybody in here ever? Anybody in here ever feel weary or burdened? Just kind of nod your head at me this morning. Yeah, I'm sure that's all of us. So Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you what? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find what? Rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So here's what we've learned, okay? Abide in me, it's a command to obey, it's a prayer to pray, it's a place to dwell, and anytime I do any of those, I'm kind of in the box like we talked about last week. I'm, I'm in him and he's in me. And then we hear this verse and Jesus in this verse in Matthew 11 is giving us an invitation to rest. He says, listen, abiding in me is, is me sending out an invite to you to rest in me. That word rest, when you just hear it, your body kind of naturally goes, I don't know what it might be for you, but we get certain images when we think about 
Anybody ever had that happen? Sure, it happens to all of us from time to time. And I think sometimes the reason why our minds keep rolling and we're trying to rest is because rest and trust go hand in hand. I can't really rest if I don't trust that things are okay. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if I'm worried about a situation with my kids or my job or something that's going on with my family, I can't physically rest because my mind keeps going. Does that make sense? It's like rest and, uh, rest and trust can't, can't function together. Uh, I can't rest if I can't trust. They do function together. It reminded me of uh, something that happened with my family growing up. Uh, my dad always had a dream of going out west and going to the Grand Canyon seeing Yosemite National Park and the Yellowstone National Park. And uh, when I was in the ninth grade, my sister was in the seventh grade, we finally took this trip of a lifetime. I grew up in eastern North Carolina, about two hours from the Atlantic Ocean. And, and mom and dad bought one of those big excursion vans from the 80s. Some of y'all who are old enough will remember what those look like. And we got one of those, and y'all, we drove on Interstate 40 from 30 miles east of Raleigh all the way across the United States to the Pacific Ocean. And we saw a lot of things on two weeks. It was the longest vacation we ever went on. But when we were planning that vacation, my sister and I, ninth and seventh grade, we told my mom and dad, listen, and, and they, this wasn't on the menu for the week. We said, listen, if we're 
God was with him. We are witnesses to everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. By us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Peter is looking at that group of people and he's saying, hey, listen, I was there. I lived with him. I saw the story. I saw him before he died and after he rose from the dead. And I can tell you, he has a reputation that can be trusted. Amen. It's what we sang while ago in that song, Saint God, where we said, I'm calling on the God of Jacob. I'm calling on the God of Moses. I'm calling on the God of Mary. I'm calling on the God of David. I'm calling on the reputation of a great, good, faithful God that I can trust and I can rest in. Amen? And we get to that bridge, and that bridge says, listen, you heard your children then. You hear your children now. You answered prayers back then. You'll answer prayers now. You were providing then. You're providing now. You moved in power then. You move in power now. You were a healer then. You're a healer now. Your reputation, what you did in the past, says something about who you are in my presence. Is that good or what? Give God praise for that today, church. Amen. We can rest in his reputation. You can rest in Jesus because you can trust in the reputation of Jesus. We can also, number two, rest in his promises. I love what Paul shares in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. He tells this church at Corinth, he says, for all God's promises. Somebody say all. All God's promises. Now he's talking about the Old Testament, the left side of your Bible, because they don't have the New Testament. He says, all God's promises on the left side have been fulfilled in who? Christ. All the prophecies, all the predictions, all the types and shadows have been fulfilled in Christ. Let me hear it. With a resounding and through Christ our amen, which means ascends to God for his glory. He is saying that Jesus fulfilled all the prophecies of the Old Testament and that deserves a yes and amen. Let's just say it together. Yes and amen. Say it one more time. Yes and amen. That's why, y'all, it's so important that we read God's word. Because if we're not in his word, we don't know his promises. I'm going to tell you today, you know, Jesus said, come to me all you who are weary burdened. We live in a, in a world that will kick your teeth in, won't it? And you'll feel depleted and down. Listen, I can always tell something about, about my car. When it gets low on gas, I've got to do what? i got to go fill up. And when I'm getting low in my spirit, it usually means I've not been resting in his promises. Why don't we, why don't we just all agree right now here? all raise our hand and pray. Let, let's agree right now that in 2023, we won't wait till we get on a quarter tank of Jesus before we fill back up again. Let's live in those promises, amen? Let's rest in those promises. What are those promises? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's take a little walk through scripture. Exodus 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Deuteronomy 31 says, the Lord himself goes before you. He will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Psalm 37 says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Why can we rest in the promises of God? We can rest in the promise of Proverbs 3 that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he'll make your path straight. We can rest in Isaiah 26. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. We can rest in Isaiah 40 that says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run 
Isaiah 43 that says, when you pass through the waters, I will be there. When you pass through the rivers, they'll not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. We can rest in the promise of Jeremiah 29, 11 that says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. We can rest in the New Testament, in Jesus' words in Matthew 7 when he said, ask and it'll be given to you, seek and you will find, knock on the door and it will be open. That's what we've been doing over the last 21 days is knocking on the door and the promise is for everyone who asks receives the one who seeks finds and to one who knocks the door will be open another promise jesus gives us in john 14 he says do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in god believe also in me my father's house has many rooms if that were not so would i have told you that i'm going to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where i am hallelujah come on give god praise 11 o'clock some more you sure do how about the promise of romans 8 28 that says we know that god works for the good of those who love him who've been called according to his purpose the promise of second corinthians 12 that says my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness the promise of second corinthians philippians 4 that says my god will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory the promise of james 4 7 that says submit yourself then to God resist the devil and he will flee for you and the promise of 1 John 4 4 that says greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world now come on let's give him praise somebody say hallelujah hallelujah thank you Lord we can rest in his promises because all his promises are yes and amen say that sentence with me all his promises are yes and amen there's a song we sing that says faithful you are faithful you will be faithful you are all your promises are yes and amen and then we get over there to the bridge and it says i will rest in your promises my confidence what in your faithfulness my confidence isn't in myself it's not in me because apart from jesus i can do what nothing so i can rest in his promises i can rest in jesus because i can trust in jesus amen here's the third one it only gets better i can rest in his reputation i can rest in his promises i can also rest in his character we've done two series over the last couple years about the character of god the names of god to participate. 
nobody's seen him that way. Nobody has seen him as Elohim. Come on, Kelly, all right? As Elohim, the creator God. Now, she's going to come up here, and she's going to set the, set the pace. Just hold that up there. Just stand right there. Turn around and show that to everybody. How many, anybody here seen him as Yahweh, the relational God? Come on, uh, Noel, as Yahweh, the relational God. I know I'm going to have some folks jump on this one. How many of you have seen him, anybody, as Jehovah Jireh, my provider? You've seen that. Come on, Creed, let's take this. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Anybody seen him as Jehovah Saba, the Lord, my warrior? Anybody seen God fight a battle? Come on, come on. God fight a battle in your life. Anybody seen him as Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner, who goes before me and leads me and guides me out into battle? Anybody? Come on, Mike. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. How about this one? Anybody ever seen him show up as Jehovah Shalom, the Lord? Lord is peace. Anybody ever seen, come on Tim, the Lord is peace in my life. Now this one's a little bit hard to admit and it's a little bit hard to pronounce, but it's Jehovah Mechanishim. Anybody ever seen the Lord and know that you're in the sanctification process and the Lord is working on you to sanctify you? Is that anybody? That's all of us. Come on, Caleb. I don't have sooner than 50 of them. I probably should because we're all in this process. Amen. But how, anybody seen him as El Shaddai, God Almighty of Psalm 91 that we talked about last week? Come on, Chester. Now, here's what we're going to do. We see all these different names of God. And let's go back to what we talked about last week. Last week, we were out there in the box, in the abide in me box. And we talked about what it meant when we abide in him, we can dwell in the secret place under the shadow. What that means is that I can rest in his character so that when I'm dwelling in him, you guys go out there. What we're going to do is we're going to take, y'all follow Tressa out there. Y'all follow Tressa out there. We're going to take these names and we're going to tape them inside the box and we're going to go live to the, to the uh, screen out there just like we did last week and we're going to see exactly what we're talking about that when we abide in him and he abides in us then part of that is being able to look around and see that we are resting in his character amen i got a few more testimonies all right here we go let's see who's going to take these who has seen all right you need to work with me and watch them at the same time okay multitask here we go who has seen Jesus show up as the bread of life in your life? Come on, as provision, the bread of life. Come on, somebody come get this. Come on, bread of life. Nobody. All right, there it is, Jesse. Come on. How many have seen Jesus show up as the light in a dark situation, the light of the world in your situation? Come on, come on. The good shepherd. Who's seen Jesus be the good shepherd in your life? Walk you through some valleys and some trials. Hey, this is the time to give God praise. Come on, this is the time to, to give a testimony to his faithfulness. How many, anybody here ever depended on him, prayed to him, seen him as the way, the truth, and the life? It, come on, who wants this one? Come on. He's been the way, the truth, and the life. Come on, Brad. Who, who say, anybody say he's resurrected dead things in my life? There we go. The resurrection and the life. Anybody say he's, he's the true vine to me? I'm connected to the true vine. Abide in me. Abide in you. There we go. Come on, Jackie. Now you guys go out there and y'all put those in the abide box. I got a handful more just for a few more people who want to testify this morning. This is a good one. It's a big one. How many, anybody here ever prayed to, sought him, seen him show up right here? Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. Come on, Ingrid, prince of peace. Who's known him as Emmanuel, God with us? Who, come on, come on, somebody. Who's known him right here? Come on, back there in the back. Known him as Emmanuel, God with us. Who's known him as the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the comforter, the helper, the spirit of truth? Come on, Chris. Amen, amen, amen. You guys are doing awesome. Who's known him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Who's known him that way? Come on, where are you? Come Come on, come on, King of kings and Lord of lords. And then who's known him as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. Can we give Jesus praise? Can we give the Father praise? You guys head on out that way. Amen. Amen. Now here's what happens. When I abide and I dwell in that secret place in the shadow of the Almighty and I get in the, in the book, I don't just find out about his reputation. I don't just find out about his promises. I look at who his character is. And what we're going to see here in a second 
line in this song here on the right side after we sing all these names of God. Your names say it. All they say it. All I stand in all of you. And when we understand and we realize, take that camera inside that box if you can, that we see who God is. Look at that. In the secret place, in the middle of abiding in Him, being in the shadow of the Almighty, when we begin to focus, y'all, this is why our God is so good. Y'all listen, it doesn't matter what you're going through. There is a name of God. There's a name of Jesus. There's a description of the Holy Spirit to walk you through whatever you're facing today. I can rest in Jesus because I can trust in Jesus. Amen. Come on, give him praise for that. I can rest in his character. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Man, isn't that good? Isn't that good? Is that helping anybody besides me today? Man, that's good. Well, give me some background music, guys, and we'll wrap this up. So we said we can rest in his reputation. We can rest in, you may remember what the second one is? His promises. And then we said we can rest in his character. So any of those by themselves, I can focus on. When I begin to rest in his reputation, I begin to think about all those promises where I focus on one of the names of God that I need. Then I will begin to rest in his presence. Because then his presence is going to show up in that moment. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just kind of nod at me this morning. That when you begin to focus, you, you know, the scripture says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Jesus says, abide in me and I'll abide in you. So when we lean in, we begin to dwell on those things and rest in those things. Jesus will show up in his presence in our lives. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus says to us, let's go back to those key verses again. The invitation is this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Take my yoke upon you.
tried to have some kids. And you think, that'll suck. It's fun. And you realize that's a whole lot of work. And the more you have, the more work you have. And life is all about Thank you. 